Hi and welcome welcome to travel with Ketan with me Ketan Joshi biker backpacker and travel writer Three men on motorcycles chapter 8 Padum The hotel turned out to be the monastery guest house which meant that it was a hotel operated by the monks of the Karsha Gumpa of Padum. We had slept like the dead after our exertions of the day and when the raven come to the, came to the window in the morning and tried to say Utore! I gave it such a nasty look that four of its feathers burnt off due to the fire in my eye. It gave a startled oh ka 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 sound and flapped off and so escaped being summarily caught and strangled and being eaten by Bawa. Bawa was suffering tandoori chicken deprivation. He hadn't eaten tandoori for two whole days. Finally, we got up and massaged our aching bums tenderly. We massaged our own bums and not each other's. Let me make that extremely clear. And finally, made our way to the attached restaurant for breakfast. Once we had some breakfast and some tea inside us, we discussed what to do for the day. Exploring Padum was obviously there on the agenda, but each of us had some specific glasses as well, specific tasks as well. I need to buy sunglasses, Adi said, and we all rolled our eyes. He had lost two pairs already, and we are not even a week down. This was going to be a record-breaking sunglass losing trip. I need to buy a comb, Baba said, and we all burst out laughing. <laughs> as if a comb was going to have any effect on that steel wool on his head <laughs> he would need a lawn mower and bolt cutters to make any impact on that hair i need to find a cyber cafe i said and there was dead silence why do you need a cyber cafe adi finally asked i need to postpone today's meeting i replied meeting what meeting today is monday right we have weekly review meeting on monday all my sales guys will be waiting for me on the con call i need to write a mail and cancel the weekly meet and tell them to submit numbers and plans on mail what shit why are you working when you are on leave i am i am not on leave re as far as my team is concerned i am hard at work bastard adi was scandalized and then in envious i wish i could do that he mused well you know the story of the rabbit and the owl the rabbit saw that the owl was on top of the tree was sleeping all day long and was doing no work at all inspired by the owl he decided to do the same so he closed his eyes and curled up for a nap and a fox came and caught him and gobbled him gobbled him up moral of the story to do nothing and sleep all day long you must be at the top of the tree <laughs> we went out after breakfast and strolled around in padum market for such an out of the way location it had quite an impressive market it even had a cyber cafe it was really slow but it worked and i somehow accessed my office mail sent did some office giri replying to mails and sending out mails but when i opened my personal account the co- the computer whined and smoked and burst open <laughs> utare utare 
Stop wasting your time in Padu market and go and see the place. Go to Karsha Monastery. Say my name to the head monk. Go to Sheila Waterfall. Go to Bardhan Monastery. Go to Raru Village. Go to... Boom! The computer went up in flames. A tremor went through the shop and a fierce wind came and broke all the windows. The satellite dish exploded with the strain of accommodating Bharti's wrath. We all ran out of the shop and stood outside painting. <sighs> I tried to pay the cyber cafe guy, but he pushed the money back into my hands and took to his heels, screaming in terror. I shrugged and walked back. What's up? Adi asked. Nothing much. The usual. Mail from Bharti. Oh, should have guessed, he said, looking at a trail of black smoke. He walked to the market and found a guy selling goggles. Adi tried them on and finally decided on one. Better buy a dozen or so, I said. What nonsense, Adi was stung. Why should I buy a dozen? Bagar, Dell broke in. Yeah, already lost two and broken one. You still have a week and half to go and several high Himalayan passes. You will definitely do a yamdut and a few more goggles. Better to buy and keep a few. You guys talk like I am a sunglass executioner. Well, let's look at the facts. You started the ride in Chandigarh. Where you left your sunglasses behind in the plane. Then the next day, you lost your second set of goggles. Even before reaching JNK. I didn't lose them. I uh, just... Uh, Kept them in an unusual place. Which is... Delas gently. On my saddlebags. Adi answered sulkily. Exactly. And then you got on your bike and forgot to pick them up and started riding. With the result that they blew away. That could happen to anybody. True. Then you borrowed my goggles. And on the very next day you did what? I... Stepped on them and broke a stick. Adi said unwillingly. But that was just unlucky. I bent down and just slid off my nose. And as I bent to pick them up, I lost my balance. And I had to take a step to study, steady myself. And so I stepped on them by mistake. See, is exactly what I am saying. You are not a bad fellow. You have nothing against goggles. You love and cherish them and clasp them to your bottom. Uh, I mean to your bosom. But you are not lucky. That is your problem. Unfortunate goggles come to you to die. Eh, fuck off, man. I am going to buy this one goggle and one alone. And you will see that not only will it last me the whole trip, but much beyond as well. Dell shrugged and Adi selected a goggle and paid the shopkeeper. The shopkeeper handed him the change and Adi got a bit hassled with his wallet in one hand and new goggles in the other. So he put the goggles on his forehead as he reached for the change. As he bent his head down to count the change, the goggles fell off his forehead and Adi tried to clutch at them, he overbalanced and there was a crack sound as he planted his size 11 boot on that fragile piece of glass and metal. We went back to the guest house to check on the bikes and see how they had fared after the, after the ride and we were gratified to see that they were in good shape. <laughs> Delta had expressly forbidden us to wash the bike, but to Adi's discontent. Adi lived to wash his bike. Every waking hour, he would go to his bike, whisper sweet nothing in its ears, take out a cloth and start wiping it. 
if you are not wiping it you take out a tin of wax polish and polish it his favorite activity was polishing the exhaust in a steady pumping motion as if he was trying to jerk the bike off then he would color the tire black then he would wet his finger and stick it in the exhaust twisting his finger here and there to give the maximum pleasure when he thought no one was looking he would start to hump the bike lovingly while carrying the tank you have the textbook definition of machinophilia to tell such a person not to wash his bike was to break his heart why he had wailed indignantly why can't i wash my lovely lovely bike why 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 bastard you will dump one bucket of water on it and suppose it shorts some electricals who's going to repair it here in the middle of nowhere suppose it suppose it enters the disc suppose while rubbing it you break a wire or a fuse this is a royal enfield treated with care you never know what reason it will invent to break down no 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 washing it till we get back home adi sulked and pined the poor fellow but we were hard hearted and did not allow him to wash his bike we had to be constantly on our guard and distract him whenever we see saw a bucket and a cloth there were a few monks standing around the bikes and admiring them and he started chatting with them they are all from the monastery of karsha and they were on a duty roster at the guest house the guest house was the property of the monastery and they ran it for the benefit of the pil- travelers and the pilgrims who came to see the monastery the monks worked for free of course and the profits from the guest house went back to the monastery it was a win win the travelers got a nice place to stay and the monastery and the local economy got a boost we made friends with a young monk tenzing panthuk he was a plump little fellow 17 years old and still curious about the outside world as most of the monks start really young it is unlikely that it was a conscious decision on their part to embrace monkhood or that it was a religious call the more likely possibility is that the parents placed the child in the monastery the reasons for this could be many it was a free boarding school for the child the parents might not be economically able to raise the child here the child would be fed and educated for free and the parents might have thought that having a monk in the family was a good thing it would raise the social status it raised the social status of the child as well better to be an acolyte in a respected gompa than to be a penniless urchin in a hard scrabble farm but whatever it may be the children are in a strange place when they grow up especially today when tv and internet are ubiquitous especially with the launch of dth their curiosity of the outside world and what they are missing out on must be huge eating gruel and chanting the name of the buddha must be getting old pretty soon when it's when you see scantily clad babes gyrating away on tv when you are 17 he agreed to show us around the monastery and we agreed taking him with us on the bike it was a large imposing structure in the classical style but in my vulgar opinion once you have seen one monastery uh, you have seen them all it was the same temple with the same paintings and tankas and the same ochre clad monks floating around bharti gets really incensed when i say such things what do you mean all monasteries are the same eh you vandal you goth you philistine ah that reminded me I was supposed to meet the head monk and mention Bharti's name to him. But there was no one there. I turned to Tenzing and asked him where everybody was. The place was deserted. I really don't know, he shrugged and replied. 
in the morning some villager came came in babbling something about some bharti and the head monk screamed ah! and had a fit and when he recovered he declared a holiday and everyone rushed out of the gate in a cloud of dust adi and del turned to look at me and i just shrugged they were the shrug and then chalo acha hai we can see the place in peace after you finish seeing the monastery Tenjing invited us to a room for a cup of tea, and we ac- accepted gladly. I was curious to see how a monk lived. Quite luxuriously, I must say. Comparatively speaking, of course. He had a little room to himself with electric lighting. He had a LPG gas stove and burner. He had a small TV and VCD player. I was impressed that a young monk of little seniority was able to live like this. and suspected that his senior probably did not know about it but he was very he was very hospitable and told us about himself his family was from zanskar a day or two from padum and he had been in karsha monastery since he was a child we finished our chai and gave him some money as a present he tried to decline but we insisted and finally accepted gratefully it must have been a rare thing for him to have cash money we dropped him back to the guest house Where he went to the restaurant and loftily ordered a plate of mutton momos. The senior monk, who was acting as manager, raised his eyebrows at this, but served him anyway. Tenjing calmly ate his food, and then went to the surprise monk and dropped a hundred rupee bill on the till, causing his eyebrows to shoot up even more. Keep the change, he said loftily, and took to his heels as the senior monk jumped up and tried to grab him, and everybody in the hotel chuckled. We went off to explore the area around, and more importantly, to fill fuel. Our tanks were empty after yesterday's ride, and we urgently needed to tank up. It is there, the local stress said, pointing down the road, just a stone's throw away. We went a fair way down the road, but no sign of a petrol pump. Puzzled, we stopped and asked another local, and he pointed back at the road where we had come. There, he said, five minutes. That's strange. How did we miss it? We turned back and went back the way we had come. We rode and rode and stopped when we hit the point where we had met that first local. What the? F- where is that pump? I can't believe you missed the pump. Adi Del jeered at Adi. Don't you have eyes? Adi bristled. Why me? You are riding too. Why didn't you see it? Arey, I was just following you. I was following this fatso. He was riding in front. He should have been looking out. They both turned on me, and I spread my hands in disgust. What's this? Blind man's buff, catching cook, follow the leader. Sure, I was looking out, but I was admiring the scenery too. But even so, it's bloody mysterious. Where is that damn pump? We turned around again and rode back on that same stretch of road, and. <laughs> Imagine our disgust when we ended up back where we met that second local. What the fuck is he? Fuck, fuck! Baba expressed himself at great length with depth of feeling. I think they are playing a huge practical joke on us. I think these two guys will be hidden somewhere and laughing their guts out at the sight of these three chutias from Bombay driving up and down the road. Likely that Adi said doubtfully. Even those guys at the hotel and the gompa also said the pump was here. Then it's a conspiracy. The whole village is in of it, in on it. 
All of them must be hidden behind that ridge and laughing at us. Baba raved. We turned around and went back. This time keeping a snail's pace so as not to miss anything. Aha! I shouted. No wonder we had missed it earlier. It was the most unobtrusive pump I had ever seen. There was no signage, no building, no customers, nothing. There was a little pump in the ground and a shabby white Maruti 800 parked there. And it turned out that we were just in time too. Because it, the guy in that Maruti was the owner of the pump and he was about to leave for the day. We lined up in front of that little anonymous white pump and Dell opened his tank and waited. The pump operator put the nozzle into the tank and told Dell, Here, hold the nozzle. Dell was surprised. If I hold the nozzle, what will you do? I will turn the pump, of course. Turn the pump? And as we watched Goggleite, he put the meter to zero by the simple expedient of pushing the dials with his finger. And then he picked up a lever from the top of the pump, inserted it into uh, the uh, joint in the pump, and started to turn it round and round. Wow! A manual pump! I had heard of such things in novels about World War II. <laughs> but this is the first time I was seeing one. It was so cool, man. After we finished filling up, we went to check out Sheila Waterfall. It was a very pleasant ride in the country. It was green and hilly and the air was fresh and the sun was shining. We passed a bunch of kids just going home from school and gave three of them a lift to home, which was the Sheila village. And it turned out to be quite a distance. I was impressed with the sheer distance these kids walk to school every day. The waterfall was right inside the village and it was quite nice too. When we got back, we were still a bit stiff and saddle sore from yesterday and were not looking forward to repeating the ride tomorrow. And to my surprise, this is the opinion of the other two as well. They started babbling about putting the bikes in a truck and back to Kargil. In fact, they had already found a truck driver willing to take us and had closed the deal with him. We are going back by truck. Eight two brutes! Are mere gabru jawan! I, I cried. Lanat hai tumari jawani pe! What a pair of wimps you are! Adi Bristol, what do you mean wimps, bagar? You are the one crying about riding? I am allowed to be a wimp, I replied. I am old and grey and fat and lazy. What about you? Both of them muttered something and went off, hiding their shame in their headscarves. That night, we ate and drank with abandon. Well, as much abandon as you can have in a monk in guest house, <clears throat> in a Baba with AMS and an Adi with PMS. And that's it for this episode guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Do check out the other episodes before this if you have not done so already so that you can get a flow of the book. Do check out this book on Amazon, 3 Men on Motorcycles and the 5 part Amigos series which is the continuing adventures of the Amigos. Do check out my website www.ketanjoshi.net that is www.ketanjoshi.net it has got a list of all my books. It has got photo galleries for each book. It has got uh, my YouTube channel. 
uh which you might like if you like this podcast it is like this podcast but illustrated with uh, photos and videos and uh, it has got my blog and you can contact me from there as well there's a lot of fun on the site do check it out uh do let me know what you thought of this episode and uh, of the book and i'm really looking forward to hearing from you bye guys <laughs>